You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Well, the title of my message this morning is A Longing to Be Known. A Longing to Be Known. We're, we're in a relationship series, and the relationship series is simply called Known. Known. K-N-O-W-N. Known. Um, as, as we were doing the branding exercise, there's a, a beautiful gentleman in our church. I'm not sure if we've sent him here to preach yet, Morgan Irvin. But we're going to, we'll, we'll send him here. His story and testimony is amazing. He has contracts with both Google and Apple at the moment because he's a genius. In fact, he was the guy that when Hewlett-Packard split, um, that he, he not only held them together, but did the branding for, for both different branches now of Hewlett-Packard. And so he said to me, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm loving uh, putting together the new branding for Awaken Church. So Tuesday, Wednesday... We're going to we're going to be meeting. I said, "Oh, that's fantastic." I said, "You know, Tuesday's better for me than a Wednesday," and uh, so I'll give you an hour on Tuesday. He said, "No, no, no, no. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to be meeting." Yes. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, no, no. Uh, I'll give you an hour on Tuesday." He's like, "No, no, no. It's Tuesday all day and Wednesday." And I'm like, "No, I, <laughs> I'm actually a little smarter than I might look." Uh, if, I'll give you an hour because I can tell you don't like that, like that, more of this, less of that. I can, it'll take me one hour. I don't. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. So my whole team ganged up on me. It's like, Pastor, oh, you still got to do, you got to, man. You. And so I thought, I can't. So I said to my PA, my assistant, really naughtily, I said, listen, I'll do Tuesday, but Wednesday just slam with appointments and we'll apologize. And uh, after Tuesday... I said, cancel everything tomorrow. This is incredible. So what he did was instead of rolling out, hey, this is, these are colors or these are brands or these are thoughts or these are ideas or whatever, he just asked questions. If I was honest with you, he's kind of asking like busy bee questions. It's like, you know, so, you know, connect. Why, why do you do connect? Because it's important. <laughs> Next. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, and he's digging down into why is it important? Because people matter. Why do people matter? Are you backslidden? How do you not know why? And I'm like, because Jesus died for them. And so anyway, and he just kept, he just kept digging and digging till it got uncomfortable. Sometimes you don't know what you know until it's pressed. And so anyway, out of that, it was, it was the most amazing two days. And so the whole logo, and I'll spare that, that conversation, but, but the branding came out of uh, our identity and our story. But um, as we talked about Connect, because you know that we used to be Connect, Grow, Serve, Lead, and now it's Connect, Develop, Empower. And the reason that we do Connect, the reason that Connect is so important is we, we identified there were four human longings, four needs uh, that, that kind of inspired this message. The first one is to be loved. The Bible says that we were created by God for God. The Bible says that God is love. So you were created by love, for love. In fact, in God's economy, I know it's jacked up here on earth, but that's because we ruin everything beautiful that God gives us because of that sinful, rebellious nature. But in God's economy, you, you were created in an act of love. That before you were here, your parents devoted covenant together through love that come hell or high water 
in sickness and in health, for better and worse, they would be together because of their love for one another. And out of that love, you were produced in an act of love. And because you were, you were undergirded with love, produced in an act of love, the number one human condition, the number one, number one human need is to be loved. But to be loved is, is not just beautiful and essential, but to be loved means that then you can be known. So we developed four words, loved, known, wanted, needed. There are a lot of people that are afraid to be known because I think if people really know me, they'll stop loving me. It's only when you're truly loved do you let down. I remember when I got saved, the, the weekend I got saved, Pastor Vince was so amazing because I was such a chameleon because I was so broken. I had so much father rejection in my life. Never good enough, never measured up. Uh, my dad was a very broken man because his dad was a broken man. And so you'll find that life has cycles and those cycles are on repeat. That's why when Jesus came, he was the cycle breaker. When Jesus comes into your life, he doesn't give you religion. He gives you freedom. When Jesus comes into your life, he doesn't, he doesn't give you religion, which is more bondage. Jesus comes into your life with power to set you free and break the repetition, the repeat cycle of the generational curses that are, that are going down so that you can start a brand new legacy. You can start a, a, a brand new destiny for your children. And so I was so broken. And so I would be the cool guy with these people. I'd be the suave guy over here. I'd be the tough guy over here. I'd be this over there. Depending which crowd I was in, I was wearing a different mask. And it's so exhausting. So exhausting when you're with these people. And hang on, what mask was I wearing last time? And I remember the day that Jesus came into my heart where the creator of the universe accepted me because he loved me. When I heard that he died for me on a cross, all I can remember was this, this exhale that now I don't need to be something I'm not or do something. I don't need to perform anymore to be loved. If God knows me, he knows my rising up and my sitting down. He knows my thoughts from afar. He knows all my strength and He knows my, my weaknesses, my struggles, my sin, my iniquity. He knows all of them and still he, if, that's, if it's good enough for Him, then you know what? You know, I'm now going to see who my real friends are. I'm just going to drop. So to be loved is one thing, but love should give you the courage to be known, to be known. But once you're, once you're known and loved, they say that one of the most sweetest things to a person's ears is the sound of their name. When someone comes up to you and says, Hey, Heidi, you're amazing. You're not just love, but you're known. We know you and we love you. I got to tell you, I don't know if there's anything better. If I was honest with you, you know, I've been saved 34 years and, you know, just, just you know, in a moment of transparency, uh, we get Mike Connell through every year and, uh, my wife said, I think you still need deliverance. And I'm like, babe, I'm the senior pastor of Awakened Church. Hello. You know, if anybody's arrived, hello. You know, I've even got pastor on my door. I've got pastor on my business card. That's not true. I don't even have a business card. But anyway, it sounds good. It's good for the story. But I'm like, if any, and so she, so I sit with, with, um, Pastor Mike Connell and I let Leanne, you know, just you tell him what's wrong with me because, I don't even see it. And so she does. And so he drills into this area from before I was even born with my, and then all of a sudden all this stuff starts breaking loose and I'm a different person. Wow. 
But if, if it's really on, I still think that there's some broken stuff because uh, when Leanne, my beautiful wife, says, I love you, I hear it, but what I process it with the spirit of unbelief. I'm like, no, no, like my head, my first reaction, Heidi, is she says, I love you. And I, I process, no, nah, that you couldn't, you, you know me, but you, if anybody knows me, the real me is you. And how could you love me? Because you know the, it's the most amazing thing. It's still brokenness. At, C, at C3, excuse me, at Awaken Church, <laughs> you'll find that, that, that the Word of God, as it goes forth, brings healing, it brings power, it brings freedom, it brings deliverance. So just lean in and get ready. So anyway, let me give you the four. I've, I've got to read the Scripture and get into points. Oh, sugar, look at the time. Okay, so, so it's, no, it's loved, known, wanted, needed. After you're known and loved, how beautiful is it to be wanted? As opposed to, hey, you're known and loved, but just, you know, just sit over there. <laughs> we got this. No, we don't really need you. How, how awesome is it to be wanted? Yeah. To be wanted. I think everybody wants to be wanted and then to be needed. Man, we, we can't do this thing without you. So let me just tell you, when, when you walk into Awakened Church, four things, four anointings, four flows that are on this house is you'll find yourself experiencing the love of God you'll find yourself actually in an environment where you can let down the mask, where you can be known. And then from that, where you can be wanted. We want you. We want you. We, you know, we're trying to disciple a, a generation. We're trying to impact a city. We're trying to shift yeah. a city out from control and, and uh, a religious stronghold. We want to bring people into the freedom that Jesus died. And so we want you. We want you to be part yeah. of God's plan and God's purposes and, and God's great work in this city. And then we need you. God put gifts and talents and skill sets and anointings and abilities on the inside of you. And it's, it's, it's one thing to watch a game, but it's another thing to be a, a participator in the game and get out on the field and you move that ball forward and you get that touchdown and you win the Super Bowl. Every single one of us were created with gifts and talents on the inside that God wants to develop and deploy. Can somebody say amen? All right, so I say all of that to say today we're, we're in relationships. And so I want you to come with me in uh, your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 29. We're going to start reading from verse 31. I believe that the verses should come up on the screen behind me. Genesis 29 verse 31. I'll be reading from the New King James translation. Same one Jesus used. Same one Jesus used. New King James. It says, When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, He opened her womb. Now, just in case you need some backdrop, uh, Jacob, Jacob, who becomes Israel, the nation Israel was Jacob. Jacob goes to serve his uncle Laban, mainly because he just ripped his brother off a second time. And Mama Rebecca sees that Esau, Jacob's brother, wants to kill his brother because he's ripped him off twice now. So he kind of snuck in and pretended he was his, his older brother. Esau, you know, put some of his clothes on and it's a crazy story, deceived his dad who could hardly see, you know, my name is Esau. Oh, you know, the voice is Jacob's, but okay. And prays for him. And so when Esau comes in and realizes Jacob has ripped off the father's blessing, he's like, that's it, I'm going to kill him. And so Leah, uh, Re uh, Rebecca doesn't want him to die. So she sends him off to her, her into Uncle Laban. So he goes to Uncle Laban. When he gets to Uncle Laban's house, which is Rebecca's brother, uh, there's a beautiful young lady called Rachel. 
and he fell in love with Rachel. The Bible says Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Modern translation, she was a smoking hottie. So he gets there and he sees, you know, hubba dubba ding ding, check the legs out on this little, he was just like, and so he falls in love with Rachel. Now the Bible says this, that Rachel had an older sister, her name was Leah. And, and, you know, God is always kind. God is always positive. He always finds the best in us. And the Bible says of, of all the things to say about Leah, Heidi, you know where this is going, don't you? You've heard this before. And uh, so this is what it says about Leah. It says that Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. And Leah had delicate eyes. I don't even know what that means. Like delicate eyes, like if you if you shine a light in there, like she's she's blinking, or you know, or, or the one eye's stuck, you know. Hi everyone. Sorry, my eyes are delicate. You know, this one's stuck. That's better. You know, it's like I'm not sure. I'm not sure what delicate eyes mean, but that's that's what it says about Leah. So so Rachel, Rachel is betrothed by Laban. He says, Listen, if you serve me for seven years, you can marry my daughter. Rachel, that'll be your wages. And the Bible says that Jacob was so in love with Rachel that the seven years seemed like a few days. How many people know true love waits? Seven years seemed to him like a few days because he was so in love with her. So he's out there working for the man. He's working for the man seven years. And then finally, at the end of seven years, he's like, okay, it's seven years. And Laban's like, yeah. He's like, give me my wife. Excuse me, there's no tension or pressure, but it's been seven years. And he's like, all right, all right. He says, you know, let's throw a big party. He says, have a big party. And, and, and he keeps kind of filling up Jacob's wine glass. And Jacob's like, you know what? I don't want any more wine. I want my wife. It's getting late. It's seven years. He goes, all right, all right, all right. Go into the tent, go into the tent, turn the lights out and I'll bring you your wife. And instead of taking Rachel... He goes and takes Leah and he brings Leah with the delicate eyes. <laughs> he goes, Jakey, are the lights off? Yes, sir, they are. Okay. <laughs> now you can't blame Jacob. He's been waiting seven years. He, he wakes up the next morning. He comes storming. This is in the Bible, by the way. Some of you look at me like, I'm telling, it's in your Bible. Stop looking at me. Anyway, so, so, so he comes running out and says, you ripped me off. He's like, oh, well, you know, we've got a custom that the younger daughter can't be married before the older one. So look, I'll tell you what, serve me another seven years and I'll, you know, I'll throw Leah in as a, as a, as a deal. He never wanted Leah. He wanted Rachel. So here's the sad thing about this story. The tragedy of this story is a woman's self-image and self-worth is meant to be shaped by her father. What kind of a message was her father signaling that the only way I can marry you off is I've got to deceive and trick a guy? So Leah is trapped in an unloved marriage. She, 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 she marries Jacob. He goes into her. But then seven days later, he gives, Laban gives Jacob Rachel. And now Leah is, he never wanted Leah. He wanted Rachel. Leah was with him for seven days. 
But now she watches as her husband, Jacob, is holding hands with Rachel. He's watching as they sit on the porch, watching the sunset together, laughing. She can hear it on the inside. She's very, very broken. So when the Bible says, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Verse 32, so Leah conceived and bore a son. She called his name Reuben, for she said, the Lord has surely looked upon my affliction. Now, now, therefore, my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I've borne him a son. Uh, because I've borne him three sons, excuse me. Therefore, his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Uh, really quickly, jump over the, the page to Genesis verse 30. We're gonna go down to verse 14. Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his, his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, is it a small matter that you've taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Hello, a little bit of tension, a little bit of tension. And Rachel said, therefore he will lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. I just love the Bible. Anyone says, I, I don't read the Bible, it's boring. I don't know what Bible you're reading. It can't be this one. My brain, come back. Stop it, stop it. That's way too naughty. No. All right, verse 16. Then Jacob came out of the field in the evening and Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come in to me for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrake. I've used that one on Leanne so many times. It is yet to be, anyway. <laughs> and he lay with her that night and God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I've given my maid to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a great endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I've borne him six sons. So she called him Zebulun. Let me really quickly go through these, these things. And let me say this from the outset. That what Leah was longing for is what every human heart, what every human soul longs for. What's interesting is if you read this story, which I encourage, let me tell you, I never want to give you a complete meal when I preach. I do, my job is, is well done, good and faithful servant if I just whet your appetite so that you dive into the Word yourself, so that you read these stories and have your own God moments yourself. So I, I, I don't want to get... So anyway, what she's looking for from Jacob, she actually finds from God. Whatever you're looking for from people, you find that you have a heavenly fire. It was God that opened her womb. It was God that saw her. It was God that heard her. It was God that felt her longing to be attached and connected. It was God that saw that she was needing to be praised. It was God. It was God. So everything you're looking for, can I just encourage you? God's got you. God's got you. If you don't hear anything else today, let me just tell you, there is a God who sees. There is a God who hears. There is a God who feels. There is a God who knows. There is a God who understands. 
exactly what you're going through. And let me just tell you, everything you need, everything you're longing for, He's got you. He's got you. Just trust with trust. Just trust Him. Don't break from the plan. Trust Him. Can somebody say Amen? All right. So so. Uh, so here we go. So the first one is to be seen. Reuben means to be seen. This is more than just a look. She, she notices that, that Jacob looks past her, that Jacob looks through her. Do you know you can, you can look at somebody but not actually see them? You can be actually looking at somebody but be a million miles away. He, 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 he sees Leah, but he doesn't look at Leah. He sees Leah, but he looks at Rachel. Leah notices that, that his affection always looks past to where's Rachel going. She's married to him. She's sitting in the same house, but she know, so she longs to be seen. She longs to know, does somebody see my pain? Does somebody see my dreams? Does somebody see my importance? Does somebody see my worth? Does somebody see my value? Does somebody see what's going on on the inside of me? And, and little kids do this. Daddy, look, no hands. Daddy, watch this. Daddy, daddy, look what I made at school. Daddy, dad. It's a cry on the inside. We, we want our, our father to see us. Uh, there's a study of, of security that was done that, that children in a home are very anxious when there's no daddy. But when daddy, even if he's not really engaged, will sit in his chair and the kids will play and every now and again they'll look just to make sure that daddy is there, that with one look, Daddy notices that they put these uh, um, uh, electronic sensors on them and they picked up that the anxiety levels are at an all-time low when Daddy is present because they know that Daddy is watching. There's something on the inside of us that wants to be seen. You are created to be seen. I want you to know that whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're walking through, whatever you're going through, there is a God in heaven who sees you. You know what God's number one rebuke was to the children of Israel when they would build these stupid idols? They would make gods, you know. And He says, why do you fashion these gods out of wood and stone, having eyes they do not see? You put ears on them, but they do not hear. I am the God that sees and I'm the God that hears. Do you know that the word Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord who provides, literally in the Hebrew means the Lord who sees and in seeing provides. I want you to know that whatever is lacking, whatever is broken, whatever whatever is, is on the inside of you that you're feeling, man, I don't know if anybody sees what I'm, there's a God in heaven who sees and there's a God in heaven who blesses. Can somebody say amen? The second one, number two, is to be heard. Shimeon means to be heard. You, you know, you were created to, to connect. You were created to, to be heard. You were created communicating long before you could communicate. You ever seen a little baby? And they're just, they're just yakking away. And they're like, yeah, I can't understand a word you're saying. It's gibberish, but they, they already know they're already sitting in the back because they feel so loved by mum and dad. And they're just, you know, just yakking away. And it's like their own little gibberish language, but it's because you were created to communicate. You were created to be heard. 
you know, one of the greatest things in just the way that Awaken tries to do church is we're not about doing an express service to get people in, to get people saved. God bless you. We want to get people saved 100%. But our, we, we kind of go a little bit deeper. In fact, I just think we just go a little more biblical that Jesus wants us to go into all the world and make disciples. To make a disciple means that you have a voice that we believe needs to be heard, that there's a cry on the inside of you that doesn't fall on deaf ears, that there's an anointing, there's a gifting, there's a talent, there's a skill set that needs to be heard, that wants to be heard. You'll find that one of the greatest things in every relationship is, is the breakdown of communication because men and women operate on different frequencies. I'm not sure if you've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> women speak process and men speak destination. The problem with men is, is, is we, we think she's talking about problem and we, we love fixing stuff. So we go into our garage and we fix stuff. You know, yesterday Leanne snuck out and, and uh, she was kind of having a little bit of a, a shot at me because I've been traveling quite a bit this week. And, and so she felt like I've had to carry all the domestic duties while you've been away and it's all right for you, you're out traveling. And, I'm, and so it was one of those moments I'm like, oh. and so she had to shoot out for an hour. So I thought, right, here's my chance. So um, somebody gave me a brand new drill. Now I bought a drill from, I brought a drill from Target and it was useless. It was freaking, you, you couldn't drill anything with it. It was hopeless, no power. But I got a, a trade guy in my church and so he gave me this Black & Decker thing that could drill through concrete, you know, <laughs> drill through, oh, excuse me, just put, just put a band-aid, put pressure. No, it didn't happen. Anyway, you know, but you can drill through anything. And so, so she bought this mirror that she wanted up, this heavy mirror. And so I, you know, got the stud finder out and... It's so funny. She doesn't think this is funny. I put the stud finder and it, and it goes, dit, 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 dit. you know, it tells you where the stud, like this. And then I go, dit, dit, dit. I make the sound. And then it goes, ha, ha. And she doesn't think it's funny. Anyway, and so, so she was out. So, so I found, and, you know, and I hung the mirror and I cleaned up all the mess, vacuumed it all up and, you know, chopped up the box that it came in, threw it in the trash. And so she came and got a surprise for you. She's like, what is it? And I showed up. She's like, oh, you're the best husband in the world. I don't like to brag. And... <laughs> Because men love fixing stuff. Men love fixing stuff. The problem is that we think, I'll just add you to the stuff because I fix stuff. And no woman wants to be a stuff that gets fixed. So a woman, so I will go with Leanne and she will say, you know, and, and, and I keep wanting to butt in, Heidi. I keep wanting to say, oh, why don't you just, well, it'd be real simple if you just, but she don't want to hear that. This is what she wants. I'm going to help some, some, some brothers out right now. How does that make you feel? She wants to know, do you hear her cry? Can you, can you come down into this place with her rather than stand up and say, oh, just reach out. Just. She doesn't want to be fixed. She wants to be heard. There's something powerful. Every single one of us want to, to be heard. I remember the, the song by uh, Avril Lavigne. Uh, I'm standing on the bridge. I'm waiting in the dark. I thought that you'd be here by now. There's nothing but the rain. No footsteps on the ground. I'm listening, but there's no sound. Isn't anyone trying to find me? Won't somebody come take me home? It's a dang cold night. Woo! 
Trying to figure out this life. Take me by the hand, take me somewhere new. I don't know who you are, but I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, what a cry. What a cry. What a cry for, is there somebody who sees? Is there somebody hears? I, I honestly believe that she prophetically picked up a cry of a generation wanting to know, is there anybody trying to find me? Is there anybody looking? Is there anybody who can hear the brokenness in my heart? Let me just tell you this. In, 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 in the true house of God, your desires, your dreams and your aspirations are not shut down, but rather are released. Are rather are released. You know that you're in the right hand house where you are, you are not just dared to dream, but emboldened to dream. Yeah. Jesus says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Religion says, don't ask, don't seek, don't seek, don't knock, just be content, just settle down there. Yeah. No, 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 I'm telling you, in a true house, there's a cry on the inside of you that says, man, I believe that I was put on this planet for more. I believe that I was meant to, to do something. I, meant, I believe I was meant to be somebody. I believe I was meant to have something. There should be a cry on the inside of you to be heard. The, the third one is to be attached. Levi means to be attached. There's a longing to be connected. That's why we do connect groups because we, we, we want you to find that attached. And so Leah has, she has, she's seen and she's heard. To be seen and heard still doesn't satisfy. So she's like, my husband sees me. He hears me, but I'm not attached. The caress, the cuddle, is with Rachel. Now with this third son, now I will, I will shift him, I will move him from Rachel to me. Now my husband will become attached to me. You know, there's no greater longing than belonging. We long to belong. You know, I pray always at Awaken, Awaken Church that even though we love you enough to have difficult conversations, we love you enough not to water this thing down. I'm not smart enough to water this thing down. The only person who was able to say, hey, a new commandment I give you was the author of the old commandments because I didn't author the original ones. I don't get the, the authority to tell you new ones. Jesus says, you have heard it said, but I say to you. That's because He is the Word, so He can actually reinterpret it to you and give you fresh revelation. He's the only one that can do that. I can't do that. But there's a, there's a, there's a longing for you when you come in to belong. To belong, you know, people join all kinds of clubs. I remember I, I was driving behind a car and it had "Love is a German Shepherd, <laughs> member of the Alsatian Society of America," and I'm thinking you probably need to get a bigger revelation on love. <laughs> is that your dog? No, this is love. <laughs> oh, love just pooped on my garden. <laughs> it was like, sorry about that, and it's. Love is a, are you serious? But you know, people join all kinds of gangs because there's a longing for belonging. The, the whole goal of Connect Groups is we want to communicate to the city of Salt Lake that, hey, you can belong here. And you may be on a journey of believing, but we want to help you feel like you fit, feel like you belong. You get attached, you get connected, and all of a sudden you're going to find yourself flourishing. You're going to find yourself advancing. You're going to find yourself moving. You're going to find yourself that there's a God in heaven that wants to get you connected. The number four was to be in praise. She has a fourth child and she names him Judah. Judah means praise. Do you know, I, th I honestly believe that once we're loved, uh, sorry, once we're seen, once we're uh, heard, once we're attached, there's something else in us that longs to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. 
well done, good and faithful servant. So she, she brings forth a fourth one. She's like, dude, Rachel ain't producing Jack. And I'm just giving you number four. And she's like, come on, bring it on. And he's like, girl, there's something in us that wants to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I honestly believe that we have one of the highest volunteer cultures because I learned many, many years ago that if I can't pay somebody financially, you can pay them a compliment. Do you know whatever you praise appreciates in value? That's why when when, uh, Pastor Vince, who's also a realtor, uh, when someone wants to know the value of the home, of their home, they ask him to come and do a what? Say it again. And a appraisal. Because whatever you praise goes up in value. Whatever you praise brings forth value. Value is brought out through appraisal. Praise. Praise brings value. Whatever you appreciate increases in value. Whatever you don't appreciate depreciates in value. So one of the most powerful things that you can do in a relationship is understand that, 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 that your wife, your spouse needs to be praised. Girls, your husbands need to be praised. Let me just dig down on this one a little bit. I, 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 men are not the smartest people. I just got to put that out there. Like God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Therefore, I will make him a helper. So right there, we're like, hang on. Now, God, God is brilliant at camouflaging everything. Because Adam's just like, oh, what are, you, what are you trying to say? Like, I'm, I'm made in your image and your likeness, and you're saying I need help? And God's like, yeah, you need help. And so Adam could have woke up with an attitude. Hey, hey, you know, let me just tell you, helper, I don't need you. I got it all together. But, but the helper that God made was buck naked and drop dead gorgeous. So he's like, God, mm-hmm, I need some help. God, you're right. I need, I, that's exact. I, anyway, and so God is just so good. So the problem, the problem, stay on track, stay on track. Come on, mind's back, Bible. We're coming, Bible. Okay, it's in the Bible. Okay, so here's the problem. Here's the problem. The Bible says, uh, husbands, dwell with your wives with understanding. Means that we can live with them, but we've got to be intentional about understanding. Because yeah. sometimes we don't understand. Right. <laughs> we don't understand, like, why did that make you cry? Right. <laughs> and then she says, I'm not crying. And you're like, okay, then why is your head leaking? Because <laughs> there is fluid coming out. Something's wrong. I don't know what the jacket is, but something is wrong. And then she says, I'm fine. So we think, oh, okay, she's fine. Now, how many people know when she said she's fine, she is not fine? In fact, if she says she's fine, you're in big boo-boo. The exact opposite is true. So this is what I didn't realize, that, that men, 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 we're wired differently. Like, I still look in the mirror. Little flex and think, lucky girl. Oh, yeah. You're blessed and highly favored. That's what I think. And, you know, the, the truth is I don't look as good, but I'm like, I, I may not be, but once I did. Whereas, whereas I, a woman has a cycle every 28 days. 
Every 28 days, her body goes through a complete cycle. And so Leanne told me on, on our wedding day that I was, you know, hot stuff. I'm still living in that 28 years later. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But, but Leanne, every 28 days, she needs a fresh reminder. Now, I may have dated her last month. I may have taken her on the best. This is the best date night ever. And I'm thinking, my work here is done. No, 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 no. She went through a cycle and everything is washed away. I got to start all over again. That was last month. I got to date her again this month. She still got some, some kind of cell memory of it was pretty awesome last month. I wonder what he's going to do this month. It, it is, you know, I've got a bungee jump into the restaurant. I've got to do something. She, she needs to continually be told she's beautiful. Now I look at her and think, I don't need to tell her. She just spent half an hour looking in front of the mirror. She would have seen. No, no, no. I don't know what goes on in her head. She doubts. Why would she doubt? Why would she doubt? When Adam and Eve sinned, what's interesting, when Adam and Eve sinned, God said to her, oh, girl, because you did this, I'm going to have to kind of, you were side to side, now I'm going to have to bring you under his authority, under his protection, because you, Jack Wagon, Adam, should have flipped and stepped on the snake. That's how we know that God wasn't an Australian Aboriginal. I mean, that Adam wasn't an Australian Aboriginal. Because if, if he was an Australian Aboriginal, you know, one of our indigenous natives, um, he would have eaten the snake and saved the apple. Anyway, oversight by God on that one. Anyway, and so that's a bad joke. So he says to Eve, he says, your desire will be for your husband so that he should rule over you. So a woman is constantly looking for affirmation from her husband. So I, I look at Leanne and think, oh, she already knows she's beautiful. I don't need to tell her. No, no, she needs me to tell her she's beautiful. She needs me to tell her she's magnificent. She needs me to tell her, babe, you are so anointed. You got this. You're going to preach so well today. You're going to minister so well. Darling, when you, wow, when you, girl, you're incredible. You're you're, our kids are so blessed. They got the greatest mother. They, I, I had to learn this the hard way. Our marriage in the first four or five years, because most people are trained by this world and this world is a consumer yeah. mindset. Consumer is what do I get out of this? You know, they go on to Oprah. Oprah, you know, we just drifted apart. Oh, you ever thought of paddling back together? You know, Oprah, you know, there's just irreconcilable differences. Oh, really? Because I heard that opposites attract. Okay, keep going. Well, you know, Oprah, you know, the love, it's just, we just don't feel it anymore. Yeah, because love begins as a feeling, but as it matures, it becomes a verb. It becomes an action. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. It may have began as a feeling, but now it's an action. Greater love has no man than this, and He laid down His life for a friend. Love throws itself on a grenade, not because, oh, I like the feeling of grenades. That's people... Love begins, come on somebody, love begins as an emotion, but it matures into an action. And so I found that my wife needs, so in four or five years of, of constantly making withdrawals from my, my spouse, never putting it, I realized that I was jacking up this relationship she needs to, to be praised. And so this one night, I'm, we had this big row and God said to me, your wife is a product of your husbandry. I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? She's insubordinate. She's rebellious. God, she's probably backslidden. I don't remember the last time she had a... And God says, she is a product of your husbandry. 
what kind of a wife do you want? And I said, well, I want a princess. He says, when was the last time you called her princess? I said, when she starts behaving like one. And God's like, it don't work like that. He said, when I brought all the animals to Adam to see what Adam would call them and whatever Adam called them, that's what they became. Before I gave him a spouse, I had to teach him the power of his mouth. He says, I watched you, Jürgen. You called her stupid. You called her insubordinate. You called her rebellious. And then you wonder why you're reaping the harvest of the seeds of the words that you've sown. I had no idea Proverbs 31 talks about the Proverbs 31 woman. This woman is extraordinary. Extra, you know, she considers a field and buys it. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. She works with her hands. She provides food for her household. She is extraordinary. But down in verse 28 and 29, it tells us why. Tells us why she's extraordinary. She's extraordinary because the Bible says her children rise and call her blessed. Now, I've got four kids. Not one of them voluntarily, when mama walked in as a kid, rose and called her blessed. Rising, you know, that's what had to happen. So that means his husband has trained his children that when mama comes in, you will, you will not backtrack, you will not... You will rise and you will call her blessed. The Bible says the husband does also and he praises her. In other words, leadership is example. The husband sets the thermostat on the culture and the atmosphere in the home. He, he shows, he models to his children that we only speak blessing. We only speak favorably to mama. The children rise and call her blessed. The husband also, and he praises her. Watch this. And he praises her. Verse 29, what does verse 29 say? It says, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. In other words, he's saying, hey, sweetie, I'm, I'm completely aware that many, there are many beautiful women in the world, but girl, you excel them all. No wonder she has the confidence to consider a field and buy it. No wonder she works. No wonder she left. No wonder her, her husband can trust her because this woman is so believed in. She is so empowered. Don't listen to the world. Don't go to the world for, for, well, you know, we believe in equality and feminism. Don't let the world, everything it touches, it screws up. The world is a jacked up mess. Everywhere that where they've removed the Bible, you see chaos and disorder. Everywhere where this book has penetrated, you see life, you see order, you see function and you see blessing. Praise. There's something inside of every single one of us that wants to hear, you're a champion. You're amazing. Sweetheart, you're the best. You're incredible. And the fourth one, and I have to finish. Oh, that is the fourth one. Five and six were Issachar. Issachar means to be rewarded. To be rewarded. And then number six was to be secure. Zebulon means to be secure. They're the six longings of the human heart that we, we long to be known. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.